Dear brothers and sisters, I've read this gospel many times before. I've been a priest now for over 19 years, and I can tell you that for the first 17 years of my priesthood, I read this gospel, and I never would have expected myself to pray for healing like we saw Jesus pray for healing. But in 2021, it's September of 2021, I enrolled in the Encounter School of Ministry. It's headquartered in Brighton, Michigan, about an hour's drive from my house. And I had attended several of their annual conferences. And some of my friends had already enrolled in this school of ministry. So I finally took the leap of faith and I enrolled in the school. And for the first year, I was encouraged. My eyes were opened. I would say my level of faith was increasing. But then when I attended their annual conference after the, after, yeah, the first semester of my second year of class, so now I'm, I'm three semesters into this course, into this school, and I attend this annual conference, and they brought in a gentleman from England, Damien Stain, who has a great anointing for healing on his life. And I just remember standing in my seat, and I don't know if I actually pointed or not, but in my mind's eye, I pointed, and I just said, Lord, I want to see more of that in my life. I want to see more healing. Because as I learned in the encounter school, whenever Jesus went about proclaiming the gospel, sharing the good news about the kingdom of God, about the salvation that he was bringing to earth, For all men, he almost always accompanied that proclamation of the gospel with a demonstration of divine power. That is to say, he usually healed people and performed some miracle, some wonder that would lead people to faith in him. So there was this proclamation plus a demonstration that led to faith in him as the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And then you look at the apostles and the early church. You read the Acts of the Apostles. There were healings for the same reason. To confirm their message and to encourage them in their very Uh, I'm sure, intimidating mission of building the church and, and being the first pillars of the Catholic Church. And so today, I hate to say it, but we live, at least popular culture, more and more is post Christian. And so I think the Holy Spirit is pouring out these gifts of healing. Because he knows, much like that first century, people today need to see signs so that they can believe. And so I'm assuming most of you here have a a deep faith, otherwise you wouldn't be here. And maybe you don't need a miracle to believe. But I'll tell you, it doesn't hurt. Amen? (laughs) 
And more than that, I would invite all of you and challenge you that when you're healed tonight, God willing, you will share what God does for you here tonight. That you would share that with your family and friends to help bring them to faith. Because I'm sure we all know people, probably within our own family, whether they're here on the island or somewhere else, who have wandered from Jesus. And they're not living their Christian life to the full. As I was saying to the the kids over the weekend on the confirmation retreat, Jesus is the Christ. Christ is not his last name. But it means the anointed one. You might remember that. Maybe you never heard that. But Christ means the anointed one. So I said, to be a Christian is not someone who just believes in Jesus. Because I said, even the devil believes in Jesus, but he certainly doesn't share the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So to be a Christian is to be an anointed one. You might say a little anointed one in the anointed one par excellence. So we share in Christ's authority, in his power, even in his identity. Because now, by virtue of our baptism, we are sons and daughters of God. Amen? We're children of God. And that was God's doing. That was his will for you and for me, that we become his children in the order of grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we can pray for healing tonight. And I'm not going to be the only one who prays, I can assure you. Later, towards the end of the night, I'm going to invite all of you to be praying for each other. And I'll I'll lead you through the prayer. But you're going to see how God will heal through your prayer as you lay hands on each other. That gets exciting. I love to see that. So, what else could I say about healing? It's a mystery, for sure. Has everyone that I've prayed for gotten healed? No. Why? I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's probably many reasons why. But let me at least highlight a couple here tonight so that if you recognize in yourself one or two of these obstacles, you can at least present that, present that to the Lord tonight and ask him to remove that. Sound good? So the first one is is sin, and we're all sinners. And when Jesus comes to save, he also comes to heal, because sin has wounded all of us. And we all feel the effects of sin, whether it's, well, original sin, we all, we had that forgiven at baptism, but we all still suffer the effects of original sin. I told the kids, it starts with a C, It's a big word that describes our fallen human nature. Anybody want to guess? Starts with a C. Concupiscence. Very good. Concupiscence, right? So we all still have to wrestle 
with concupiscence, our fallen nature. I like to joke that perhaps many of you, right when, that, when your alarm clock goes off in the morning and you want to hit that snooze button, that's concupiscence on some level. And it usually continues throughout the day, right? So there's sin. So if you're aware of some sin that maybe you haven't asked God to forgive for whatever reason, maybe you thought God couldn't forgive you or wouldn't forgive you. Well, I'm here to tell you there is no sin that God can't forgive. In fact, the only sin that God can't forgive really is the one you're not sorry for. So know that his divine mercy, I, know, I noticed that you have the, and I prayed in the Divine Mercy Adoration Chapel today. I was there for over an hour. I'm a huge fan of Divine Mercy. Jesus said in so many words to St. Faustina that the flames of mercy are clamoring to be spent in my sacred heart. I'm wearing my sacred heart socks tonight, in case you were wondering. <laughs> what does he have on his feet? My sandals with my sacred heart socks. So the flames of mercy are clamoring to be spent. So maybe you need to get to confession if it's a particularly serious sin. I'm not offering that tonight, but just ask God to forgive you. And maybe it's something that happened to you, which isn't your sin, but maybe there's unforgiveness there. That would be the second thing, the second obstacle that can get in the way of healing sometimes. Where we're holding on to something, some unforgiveness, some resentment, some bitterness. And let me just say something that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. I think we Catholics, we tend to equate the two, but they are distinct. They're obviously related, but forgiveness just takes one person. Forgiveness is a choice that we make to say that debt that I have here that someone is, is responsible for because of the way they treated me, I'm going to take that debt that really they can't repay anyway, and I'm going to give that to you, Lord. I'm going to lay it down at the foot of the cross. I'm going to forgive the debt that is owed me. And I'm going to let you, Jesus, settle the score with that person. And he is just. Forgiving doesn't mean they just get off the hook. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're going to feel good about them or you're going to have to like them. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget what they did. That's not in the gospel. Did you know that? Forgive and forget. We throw these, we throw these phrases around sometimes as if they were gospel truth. Nowhere does that appear in the gospel. Because God knows there are some things we will never forget this side of heaven. So God doesn't expect us to forget. He asks us to forgive. And it doesn't have to feel good. And you might have to repeat it a thousand times as you feel it coming back. And you can hate what was done to you because God hates the sin but he loves the sinner. So don't let your hatred for what was done become hatred, resentment, and bitterness towards the person. 
You don't have to reconcile with them. Just forgive them. And if you need help with that, you can just simply say, Holy Spirit, help me to forgive. And a, a, a simple little formula is, in the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so for such-and-such. Done. That's all you got to do. Well, I don't feel like I forgave him. That's okay. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Can you repeat that after me? One, two, three. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. And with God's help, we can choose to forgive. And then that unburdens us. Because those things weigh us down emotionally and, yes, even physically. Sin and unforgiveness can manifest in the body and cause problems. So we remove those obstacles here tonight. We pray, Lord, have mercy. Repeat after me. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me clean of all my sin. I trust in you, Jesus, that you do forgive me whenever I ask for forgiveness. And if I need to, I promise to get to confession as soon as possible. Amen. So we like to say to Revelation 19.10 that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, meaning that what Jesus did for somebody else, he can do it again. And so I just want to tell a couple of quick stories here tonight that will raise your level of faith. I did an evening very much like this. Uh, I think it was back in November. And there was a woman there, 43 years old. She's told me the story now. She was there with her husband. She's got two girls. She's the mother of two little girls. And already at 43, she had all kinds of joint pain, uh, arthritis, uh, and she was suffering from migraines. And as I brought the Blessed Sacrament around in procession, she started to cry. And I even remember her. I, I, I paused a little bit longer with her because I could see how the Lord was moving. Tears are a good thing, by the way. It's okay to cry here tonight, okay? <laughs> I got excited, especially when the guys start to cry. When the women cry, I'm like, ah, yeah, that happens all the time. But when the guys cry, then I'm like, yes, the Holy Spirit's moving here. So it's okay to cry. And so she starts crying. And then we offered individual prayer ministry a little bit later. So she and her husband came up. She sits down. We start praying. And she starts to sweat. And, and the pain was sweated out of her body, basically. The, the migraine pain was gone. She stood up, started to feel better already. And then she reported back to me later that she was sweating for three days, but all the pain was gone and the migraines haven't come back. Praise God. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. 
I prayed over a woman from Nigeria, Chichi. Chichi came to a church where I serve pretty often, and she and her husband had gone back to Nigeria about a year and a half ago, and her husband warned her, hey, don't eat that food, you know, from like the, the street, you know? But she wanted it so bad. Well, she got food poisoning. And then somehow the infection moved into her throat. And for over a year, she went to the doctors and they couldn't heal her throat. She was in pain, even after all kinds of antibiotics, steroids and everything else they could try. Finally, one day after mass, she just came up to me. She said, Father, would you pray over my throat? So she approached in faith. We prayed. She was immediately healed. I didn't realize the whole backstory, but she came back a couple weeks later and she gave testimony to the whole uh, gathering that we had that night for prayer, for healing. And she just shared how desperate she was. Like this woman that we heard about in tonight's gospel, that woman with the hemorrhage, who for 12 years was looking for healing. And she only got worse, it says in Luke's gospel. She spent all her money to no avail. But she approached Jesus in faith. And if I could just touch the tassel of, her of his cloak, I'll be healed. How many of you seen that Chosen episode? The episode of The Chosen with this woman? Some of you? Okay. How many of you haven't watched The Chosen or don't know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. You haven't watched? Okay. That's your homework. <laughs> That's Father Jason's homework. All right, O'Neill, you can check to make sure everyone did their homework, okay? Watch The Chosen. It's really well done. And they have, in season three, they depicted this episode that I read tonight from Matthew's Gospel. Jairus and his daughter and the woman with the hemorrhage. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. But it was her faith in the goodness of God that moved her to, to have that confidence in God's healing power and in, in his will to heal, his desire to heal. One last story, perhaps the most dramatic for me this last year. Uh, so I, I said, I live in, in Detroit, Michigan. My mom lives in Connecticut on the East Coast. And she had a friend, Donna, who had already battled cancer, sarcoma cancer. It's a very aggressive form of cancer. It got into some of her bones and they had to even remove those ribs. But it, was, it left her in a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And so I was just praying over the phone with Donna, not even FaceTime or Zoom. We were just doing it the old fashioned way, just talking over the phone. And she said, yeah, I, I, this pain, it keeps me up at night. It's, it's like an, a level eight or nine on a scale of one to 10. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. So sorry, let's pray. Well, long story short, by the time we hung up, her pain level was at a zero. She was completely pain free. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And then I think it was two, three months later, she went for a, a rather regular cancer checkup. There was absolutely no trace of sarcoma cancer in her body. Thank you, Jesus. So like I said, I myself didn't have that faith two years ago. But now I feel called by God to step out in faith and to pray for healing.
And so I just encourage you tonight to believe that it's not whether or not you're worthy of it or whether or not you deserve it. That's not who God heals. So don't worry about whether or not you're worthy of being healed, whether or not you're good enough. That's not who God heals. He came to heal the sick. He said, the righteous don't need a doctor, a physician, but the sick do. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I came to seek out and to save the lost. So that's our confidence, not in ourselves, but in God, in his mercy, in his goodness. So, I think that covers most of the basics here for us tonight. So, what's going to happen is we're going to play another song here in just a minute, and then they're going to light the candles, and then we're going to bring out Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And then there'll be one more song, How Great Is Our God. And after that, I'm going to start going around. I'm going to start going around. And I won't give a blessing necessarily over everybody, but I'll, I'll pause. I'll go slowly and I'll pause. So if, if you want, if you're here for healing tonight and you want to touch this humeral veil, So I'm going to be wearing this, this, vest, this vestment, we say, this humeral veil. So it goes like this over my shoulders and my arms and my hands. And I'll be holding the, the monstrance, we call that. It comes from the Latin mostrare, which means to show. So we're showing off Jesus in the monstrance. But I'll be carrying him around. And as I walk by, you can touch you can see it even has little tassels there. You can touch this vestment gently. Don't yank on it, right? But you can touch it in faith and pray for healing. Okay, so if you want to position yourself uh, in a way where you can, you know, because I'll be going up and down both sides of the aisle. And if you want, you can stand or kneel up here. So uh, anything goes, okay? <laughs> we'll try to be somewhat orderly about it, but don't worry. Sound good? I'm just going to lead us in a, in a quick uh, general prayer now before we break into song. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. We thank you for the gift of healing. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. And we pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come upon us here tonight. A spirit of healing, a spirit of adoption. And we trust in your mercy and your desire to heal us and forgive us and to reconcile us with you. Mother Mary, once again, we crown you the queen of this night. St. Joseph, we ask you to pray for us. And St. Ignatius, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.